Hearts and Carts is proudly sponsored by Cattle. Now, in these topsy-turvy, crazy economic times, there's a lot of people asking, what's the right strategy? What are the right tactics? One place Cattle would suggest we might want to look is rewards program. In April 2023, Cattle polled over 2,200 Canadians in partnership with the Retail Council of Canada, and overwhelmingly, Canadians consider these programs important to them. Only 4% of Canadians said otherwise. And over half of shoppers are saying that given the current economic context, they're looking at reward programs more than ever right now. And for the first time, we're starting to see Gen Z tick up. Big thank you to Cattle for those insights. Just a reminder that Cattle is Canada's largest consumer panel with over 10,000 daily active users and over 100,000 monthly active users. And they produce great consumer insights, Canadian specific, and can help drive reviews. So check out Get Cattle com to learn more. Welcome to Hearts and Carts, the CPG podcast, the podcast about the people behind the products that are winning hearts and filling carts. This cast is for anyone with an interest in the world of consumer products. We're your hosts, Justin Osborne and Alex Hill, and our mission is to bring you weekly content that helps you be a better and more informed CPG professional. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hearts and Carts with your two favorite guys, Alex and Justin. We've got another great episode for you today with our first ever retail partner. So I'm super pumped about that. Alex, who do we have on the show today? Today, we're going to be chatting with Zach Jones, who's the general manager of produce, floral, and bulk foods at Save On Foods. Zach has over 15 years of experience in retail, you know, all the way from store level up to general manager. So he has, uh, he's done a lot of really interesting work and has a really interesting point of view that he's going to share with us. All right, guys. So we'll get into it. If you haven't already, please throw us a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on our social media. And at the end of the episode, Justin and I stick around afterwards and we kind of just do our take on on what we took away from the interview and things we found interesting. So hang around with us. Uh, We'd love to have you. And uh, yeah, let's get into the conversation with Zach. Buckle up, everybody. Hey, Zach. How are you? Good, guys. Sorry about that. We don't Let's normally do installing updates. Let me join. <laughs> of course, right? It always happens when, you, when you're when you opening the... Like a, <laughs> some people are on Teams. Some people are on, on Google. Some people are on Zoom. So you got to catch up yeah. with whatever app you haven't, seen, yeah, haven't yeah. seen in a while. Exactly. Yeah, we use Teams pretty religiously here. So How are you, man? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you guys, too. Thanks for having, the, uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks, thanks for joining. And Shout out to Mike Catalano for introducing us. He's a he's a great guy, a, sort of a mentor of both of ours. So he was nice enough to to introduce us. Yeah, no, he's a great guy. I got to know him through the uh, through the industry over the last couple of years. So yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm really excited. You're the first retailer that we've had on. We've got a few other ones coming up from from some of your counterparts. Yeah. So so I'm excited to talk about the world of retail and, and get into that a little bit with. You. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Yeah. So I'll I'll introduce you here for all of our listeners. We've got Zach Jones on the call today. He's the general manager, produce, floral, and bulk foods at Save On Foods. So really excited to chat with him about the world of retail, what's going on there, what's changing, Save On Foods in general, and and hear more about his 
career journey. As someone who's lived in in BC for a while now, I've I've shopped at many Save on Food locations, and you're new in that opened up. I'm on Vancouver Island now. The new one that opened up in in Langford off Soup yeah. Road is freaking beautiful. It's one of the nicest stores I've I've ever been in. My wife and I were in there a week ago and going like like the the uh, the cosmetic section is like it's like you're in a high end Sephora or something, and, <laughs> and each of the different food areas and we, we were shopping there actually for our, our Super Bowl party and loading oh, up nice. stuff. And so we went there and it's such a nice store. I, I loved it. So I've got the opportunity to shop in a lot of save-ons and I'm excited to, to chat with you all about that world. So maybe maybe you could start off just about, you know, introduce yourself, who you are, uh, the different roles you've had, sort of how you've got to where you are now. And, and then we'll kind of jump in with questions and talk more as we go. Yeah, you bet. Well, thanks, thanks a lot for uh, for shopping with us and your loyalty over there in Vancouver Island. Much appreciated. Yeah, I'm Zach Jones, the general manager of Produce Floral and Bulk Foods, as you mentioned there as well. Pretty much what I would be called like a, you know a career time Save on Foods employee, and kind of started started like many in our organization, kind of as an after school job working in working in the retail store locations, and that quickly became full time and uh, kind of balance some school. I was doing that as well. And and opportunities started to present themselves. And, uh, you know, I worked in various areas in the store and the dairy, the grocery, the bulk foods, and then finally <clears throat> moved over to the produce department. We got an opportunity to work there for 40 hours a week. And then we were growing quite quickly and an opportunity to become the department manager there presented itself. So I did that for several years and various locations in pretty much in the lower mainland in Vancouver here. So North Vancouver, Surrey, Langley, Cloverdale, those sorts of areas. Took on some more progressive roles there and into the assistant store manager job and then eventually a store manager job. And I actually landed myself in on Vancouver Island in a smaller town in Port Alberni, which was okay. fantastic to live on. I live on Vancouver Island for a couple yeah. of years and out in the West Coast there by Tofino. So one of the best experiences of my life for sure, getting out of the lower mainland and getting into the uh, beautiful uh, scenery of Vancouver Island. And then I moved back to um, the lower mainland to manage another store in our downtown Langley. And then from there, made the made the jump into into the, the office here we have in Langley as a director of produce, working under a pretty senior guy before. His name was Jim Waits, and he was the general manager. Hmm. Spent several years working with, with him as a director. And then the next opportunity came, which has kind of landed me here today, is the um, the general manager for Save On Foods for uh, produce, floral, and bulk foods. And that's, uh, it's, it's been a whirlwind over the last 15 years or so, but it's been a lot of fun. Sounds like it. A lot of cool roles in there. Any uh, Any favorite roles or roles that you just... You felt like were were huge growth roles for you? Yeah, you bet. Store manager is fantastic. You're running your own business. You know, get the opportunity to work in Vancouver Island in a small community. You know, you kind of become that local grocery store and, and you get to know everybody, which is really cool on top of that. It's a little bit different than, you know, a big city in downtown Vancouver, right? You get to see the same faces and you can get engaged in the community through some of the charitable givings and things like that, which are big for us. And you can actually see the difference. So that was that was really cool. And then the job I have today is, is fantastic as well. Just the, the the reach and the ability to make change in our retail locations and produce, floral, and bulk foods at a pretty large scale is is fun and, and to stay on trend. And got a great team here to support me. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun in this current role as well. Very yeah, I, cool. think, I think that's cool. Like, I, it's always helpful, I think, for for you know future leaders in the company to like start at the store level, right? And for you, it sounds like you got to jump around to a lot of different stores too. So you get like a full experience of like what you know, the customer experience is and how they shop and what you're doing in the community and all of that before you get into HQ. And then that way you've just got all of that experience. Yeah, it certainly, um, I think the value in doing that is you have a broader perspective, right? You understand some of the stores, you understand the operations and how that functions. 
And then when you make the jump into a merchandising role like myself, you know, when you go to market with some of your merchandising plans and how it's going to interact with the team members and our customers, you just have a better understanding of how that all works. So I think it's important. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm curious about like produce versus hard goods and other options in the store. Is is there a logic to, you know, being in produce as, as, you know, a place to to really learn the business and, and its core fundamentals or it seems to have been a threat for you? Yeah, like working in produce specifically over like a grocery aisle, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Instead of center short. Yeah. Well, I'm super passionate about fresh and, uh, you know, every department in our store is super important. But with produce, it's so fast moving. Weather can change on a yeah. dime. You have to react so quickly. So that keeps it really interesting, to say the least. You have to pivot some of your plans and those sorts of things. So that's what I enjoy about it as well. It's like running a small, you know, as your part manager, you're running a small little subset of the business of the total store too, which yeah. I think is pretty cool. You don't always get that in the larger departments, but you do get that in those fresh departments in bakery, produce, deli, et cetera. So totally, totally. Yeah, it's completely, I haven't worked produce. I've heard a little bit about it from Mike and, and yeah, the, I think we called it a burning platform last time of, of you know, whatever, you know, 10 days, 14 days to get something not just into the store, but also sold through is pretty crazy. Yeah. When you think about the journey, some of the products are super perishable, right? You go from the farm to the fork and, you know, it's, it takes away those days, right? Before it spoils. So you gotta, you gotta be on your game. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike was even talking about, it's like, oh yeah, it rained. And so everything exploded. So now we have no product. Yeah. So, that like, things like yeah. that can happen, which is, <laughs> yeah. which, uh, which makes things very interesting. Um, yeah, or the lower mainland here, we had floods and the blueberry yeah. farms go underwater and those sorts of things. You just never know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the lower mainland, yeah, between we get the fires and floods and mudslides, and yep. it's been a it's been a heck of a few years. So yeah, it's that, that makes it difficult for sure. Uh, maybe take a step back. We have some listeners, you know, in the U.S. or in other parts of the country that maybe aren't even familiar with what what Save on Foods is. So. You know, for somebody that's not in you know the West Coast of Canada or has never been to a store, maybe even just talk about like what is Save on Foods, where are your stores, what sort of differentiates you, maybe somebody like your core fundamentals, anything you want to touch on there. Yeah, you bet. Maybe I'll start with just kind of our location and kind of go into what our what our stores, yeah. what our goals are, and how we operate in our in our brand. So primarily based in British Columbia, that's where the largest store count is from a Save on Foods standpoint. You know, over the years we started to branch into the other provinces, into Alberta. Manitoba, and then most recently into Winnipeg, where we have five stores now. So kind of creeping our way along, you know, out from West and into the central central Canada there. And we also have one store in the Yukon as well. And from our from a brand positioning standpoint, I you know we see ourselves as a kind of a full service grocery store focused on, you know, those key things in terms of quality, unique offering. So when I think about that from a produce standpoint, that might be an in-store made juices, cut fruit, veggie kebabs, those sorts of things, right? You know, in the other departments, you have full-service cake centers, you know, hundreds of different varieties of cheeses in the deli as well. So you get a broader mix that's really focused around, uh, you know, quality and, and, and customer service at the end of the day. And the last piece I would say is we're very, very focused on our communities, right? You know, our, our team members work and live in these communities. So we give back as a big part of one of our far con- uh, fundamental core values in terms of supporting the communities that support us. Yeah, I know that that's a huge focus, I guess, since the inception, the company has been giving back the community, social responsibility. You bet. I think even when you go into all the stores, there's usually some something at the front there that's calling out how much has been given and where it's been given to from the reason I'm thinking through. So, so something really cool. And it makes all of the stores, even though you you are at a large store count, feel like a, a local grocery store, which I guess yeah. is the point. 
And I think that's 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 our intention too, right? We don't want to be, uh, you know, a large cookie cutter store. Like, um, you know, we're going to offer some very tailored products in Winnipeg that are, you know, specific to that market and that customers know there. And it's going to be very different in Vancouver Island. Carry several different products on, all the way on the far west coast that are specific to Vancouver Island, supporting those little small businesses, but helping grow the local regional economy. Yeah, very cool. And then, I mean, I lived on the island when I was a kid and my parents always talked about overweighty. And and now that's mostly transitioned out, right? And and that's, that's right. moved over. So maybe and I just I just recently found out about the name behind overweighty, which is that they were giving 18 ounces of tea for the price of 16 ounces. So it was overweight tea. Yeah. Which I, I had no idea that that was the case. I always wondered where that name came from. So maybe talk about the transition from overweighty to save on. Yeah. I mean, we started back in 1915 by a fellow named RC Kid, and he owned a store called Overweight Tea. And the premise is exactly what you just said there, yeah. about giving our customers more value every time they shop. In this case, it was an extra couple ounces of tea. And today, that, that that core value still is on. You know, it's through the service that you get, the quality you get, the mix products that you get as well, right? That really, you know, we want to give our customers more value than what they're paying for every time they shop in our store. So that core value still lives on 100 plus years later. And, you know, over the years, we started to transition with a brand a little bit. In the 80s, you know, we started to branch into Save On Foods. Can't remember the year off the top of my head. But over time, we started to phase it in and kind of really rally our stores behind one brand and not having all these different brands operating in, in the community, right? So just gives us more strength from a brand position. For sure. Yeah. And then you know, I think also in there, I guess, is the, the Jim Pattison group involvement and maybe talk through how that works. And I know there's a, a number of different retail banners under the Jim Pattison group and, and Save On's the largest one, I think. By yeah. far. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So the Patterson Food Group is something that we just uh, brought together probably in the last couple of years here. And really the idea behind that was bringing together all of Jim Pattison's retail locations under one larger, broader food group. So Save On Foods being the largest one. Then we brought in Bilo Foods, which is a smaller top had 43 retail locations as well. And then we brought in Nestor's Market, which is more of your very small kind of community markets that you'll see in, in Whistler, if you're familiar with that. It's a little bit smaller format, but really tailored to those uh, those specific markets. And then we also brought in two, two other banners as well, uh, really focusing on the natural and organics, uh, where their they're offering is purely organic and nature's fair, offering large sections of supplements and those things as well. So today we brought all those together. And the, the most recent thing we bought a we bought a small chain in the United States called Ross Foods as well. So it's our first uh, endeavor down south, and uh, got a great group of folks working in those stores in Salem, Oregon, and we got two stores in Vancouver, Washington. Very cool. Yeah, the expansion in the U.S. is interesting, and you know, Oregon and Washington, I guess, close by, but that that's a whole different animal that, that you guys are tackling now. For sure, it's fun. You know, a lot of the produce specifically is coming up from California, and it, you know, yeah. trucks run past there and all those things. So that's why we we like the West Coast and. You know, we found that there's a lot of similar values along the west coast of Canada to the western corner of the United States as well, too. So very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Zach, tell us a little bit about, you know, what's new and what you see is kind of some of the emerging trends in the retail space. Like, you know, what you guys are seeing, obviously, the pandemic took e-commerce up a lot. I want to hear about your guys' experience with that. But anything else as well, anything beyond the e-commerce that you, you might want to flag or, or let us know about? Yeah, you bet. Why don't I take it back two years from my perspective? Uh, you know, 2020, the pandemic hits. Uh, the Probably the best word to describe is kind of chaos in retail locations. You know, shelves are being just absolutely emptied, right? And a bit of panic buying and some of these things, right? And it really brought some of the supply chains to their knees because they, they weren't ready for this sort of surge in demand, right? So that was very, very interesting. 
we always joke in kind of retail, if you had any products left on the shelf, those are probably the ones you need to delist because you <laughs> so. you're, you're sort of right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We, you know, we learned a lot there from a category management standpoint. And uh, no, that was, it was fun. And our store teams pulled together and uh, it was a crazy, crazy last couple of years. And as we get into this year, you know, there's, there's certainly, it's, you know, you just have to turn on the news or the radio and, and you're about inflation and rising costs and, you know, lend, lending, you know, input costs, labor, packaging and all those things. So that's certainly the next kind of trend, if you want to call it, that's on our doorstep. And how do we, and how do we pivot to, to move through this area when it came out of an area where, you know, it was very much, pretty much sell almost anything. And now it's very, very different where, you know, customers are watching their dollars. They're not buying that prime rib anymore. They're buying that ground beef or that chuck steak or something as well. Yeah. You know, organic specifically, you know, though those markets are being impacted heavily as customers trade down. And what we're seeing as well is there's less retail dollars in the market. So now you have to be that much sharper, right? And you have to think about how you want to position your brand just to to move through some of these things as well, but still keeping your core values. So yeah, I think we're, I think we're in for a, an interesting couple of years. That's my my perspective on it, at least. So I guess from one, one standpoint like that, you know, to your point being sharper, I guess like the level of scrutiny and, and watching, you know, the store across the street and, and competing is just taken to that next level for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you're seeing people, you know, you know, competitors, Everybody being a little bit more promotional driven, trying to create more promotions to drive volume and and, and sales into their stores. When that was kind of kind of took a back burner a little bit through the through the pandemic when you know everything was kind of shut down and we were we're the food source for most people. So and just to add on that too, the e-commerce piece through the pandemic was massively surged in our business as well as you know, customers were avoiding, you know, contact with other people. So delivery spiked quite a bit, pickup spiked quite a bit. And now we're kind of seeing just kind of a bit of a correction back the other way. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. You mentioned uh, sort of the or you know people making decisions around like organic versus non-organic. I guess for you and produce, that's that's huge. And I would imagine it's one of those things that I've seen in companies when you survey people, everyone says they want organic, but it's like, what are they actually willing to pay for organic? Yeah, like like are they willing to pay that premium? In theory, it sounds great, but it's like, is it, it's three times the price? Maybe I'm not paying that. So, are you seeing people trading down from organic back to traditional? Like, are you starting to see some of those swings as we lead into recession? Or yeah. are people sort of holding what they what they purchase? Yeah, no, for sure. There's definitely definitely some trade down there, and I think your your analysis is spot on. I think I think you know people want to live a healthy life and and, and buy these organic products and pesticide free and all these sorts of things. But at the end of the day, if you only have ten dollars in your wallet and you have to make a decision what you're going to buy, you might be forced to trade down, even though you want you want that organic or that quality product, but you just can't afford it, unfortunately, right? So that's it's certainly certainly something we're starting to see, right? So yeah, but I think what is this like? I guess knowing that the next, and I say 12 to 18 months, I think you said few years, I'm hoping it's 12 to 18 months, but yeah, yeah it's prob you're probably <laughs> right. What does that mean for like new store openings and expansions and all that kind of stuff? Like, does that slow things down or continuing to be bullish? Yeah, no, we certainly have some store openings again this year. We just opened a store last month in our urban fair concept, which is kind of a really niche market concept. We, we entered our first restaurant ever. So we're in full service restaurant now. So you have seating tables and everything as well. So certainly pushing the boundaries of where we want to go and where we can go. So, and that's been very successful off the start. So excited about that. So I would say, yeah, in short, we're going to continue to push, but probably more cautiously than we have in the past, just given, you know, so much cost pressure too, to, to build a store and, and to move things forward, but still have a handful of store openings this year as well. I think we've got four or five off the top of my head. So nice. yeah. And, and from, from your vendors, Zach, like what do you want to see over the next 12 to 18 months in terms of ways to partner and, and you know, optimize? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we, we got to be partners in this together. And right? I really believe in win-win relationships and 
I think, you know, if, if we can win at retail and, and the vendor can win at, uh, you know, selling their products to us, that's really got to be the focus. And I think that we're going to have to have some tough conversations and figure out how we're going to, how we're going to work through it with all the rising costs and then what the customer will bear at, at the shelf at a retail price point. You know, there's some, there's some optimization, I would say, certainly happening in SKU mix and assortments to gain efficiencies to drive costs down. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying on the vendor side. So yeah, it'd be interesting over the next, uh, next couple of years here. You mentioned Urban Fair, and that, that's a yeah, that's a really cool store concept. You have. I used to live in Olympic Village, so I shopped cool. at that store right quite a, quite a bit because that was like a couple blocks away. So I went there more often than I'd like to admit, probably. But uh, it seems like every day just to grab something yeah. for, for Young Shell. But that's like a it's almost like a condensed save on foods. It's quite a cool concept. You could probably explain it better than that, but <laughs> yeah, I know it's just a small it's a smaller, more urban concept that focuses on premium brands, a little bit more food service. I think that not only serves some liquor as well, so that's some liquor sales as well, mm-hmm. too. So a little bit different concept. Yeah, very cool. So I mean, what else over the next, you know, 18 months, two years do you see happening? So we people are gonna be tight with their spending, likely, right? We're gonna be in a bit of a recession. I think inflation hopefully will slow down and, and that cutting of demand will slow down. Any other trends with retail that you're seeing or that you expect to continue or, or start? Yeah, I think there's certainly some reversals in some of the trends. I think people coming out of the pandemic, you know, they get at home because they had to. And I think that's going to continue quite a bit, you know, maybe a little bit less focus on some of that, um, you know, restaurant business and grab and go and those sorts of things and sort of still trying to cook at home. And simply part of that could be because of the cost pressures as well. So I think that trend will continue from my perspective. So, you know, how do we tailor, you know, things to create easy meal solutions for families on a budget? I think that's probably probably a trend in that for the next couple of years. I think some core things still continue to be really relevant. I think social responsibility is going to still be very, very relevant. And we're going to see, we are seeing, you know, a reduction in plastics and government pressures on those things as well too. So we're going to have to stay on top of that and figure out how to manage, you know, as we want to be more sustainable, what does that look like and integrate that, right? So, yeah. I think you're bang on with the the people shifting back into food service and grab and go and things like that. And I think like end of one myself, having my commute back takes yeah. so much time that I'm I'm more often just like looking for a solution that's quick to, you know, fill that time that I used to not be driving and cooking. Yeah, so it's absolutely. huge. Yeah. And what can we make convenient for you? That's a decent meal, right? So totally. So is there anything else on the horizon for Save on Food you want to highlight for, for us and, and our audience? You know, this this year is really focusing on just staying core to our core values this year and, and really trying to manage through, you know, what we think will be, you know, much more challenging time in the in the economy and tailing or some of our market and some of our promotions to some of that. A recent example of that is we started a dollar forty nine promotion in the in our stores. And uh, basically the premise behind that is we show a handful of offers on our Thursday and they all have question marks next to them. And then on Sunday, we reveal what the offers are for $1.49 and they're going back to those retro prices where everything's a buck 49. So just finished with this one last, this last week and, uh, you know, tremendous success. Uh, you know, we had cucumbers, two cucumbers on for $1.49, green grapes at $1.49, which is nice. well below, well below market. We had raspberries, blackberries, and blueberries on two weeks ago for a dollar forty nine as well. So, going to ramp up some of those promotions to kind of try and stir some excitement in the market and give customers more value. I don't know if I told you at the start. I'm in Hamilton, so I'm like I'm in the other side here. Gotcha. Um, and if you guys want to open a store and do those by me, that would be much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, for sure. yeah. I was just thinking we we buy a lot of cucumbers and a lot of grapes, and 
I paid way more than that for my cucumbers. So I should have gone to to save on instead. Cause yeah, that that's a fantastic deal. I love that promotion too. It's kind of like the cool reveal. Yeah. And it kind of creates a little bit of excitement. We think at least in the market and you know what, what's the deal yeah. going to be this week. And uh, you know, you, you see it on the Thursday and right now it's not in really any real cadence. So we know the next one, who knows when it'll come out, but we're going to certainly run some more and, and we'll reveal those items. And we've yeah. also got something else on the books, but won't get into that. You'll, you'll start to see some of those promotions as well. And it's going to be exciting as well. Different, different types of offers. So, yeah. I think very awesome. cool, right? Like help, helping consumers when they need it, creating a bit of like a treasure hunt mentality and excitement yeah. shelf, a surprise and delight kind of thing. I think that's, that, that's exactly. very, very cool. Very cool. I like it. One of the, the questions that we ask our, our guests is all around time, how they organize their time. So you've had a, you know, you've had a lot of different roles that have completely different demands. So I'm sure this has shifted throughout your, your career, yeah. but how do you manage your time, your team's time? Like, how do you prioritize? How do you be as effective as you can be? Any tips there? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think as you take on more, you know, progressive roles, more senior roles, that, that the pressure on your time becomes more and more demanding and you have to be that much more rigorous in, in terms of what you're doing. You know, store manager, you have to manage your time well, right? You got to be effective. So you got to make lists and check in and have things set in the calendar. But as you get up a little further and, and somebody, you really have to be disciplined. And, you know, there's, there's, when you, as an example, in a meeting, right? You have a meeting for an hour, make sure that meeting is purposeful for an hour and you actually have key objectives you want to get out of that meeting. Because often you can have a meeting that runs an hour, runs over an hour and bleeds, and you really didn't get the objectives we wanted there. Yeah. So, and I mean, we think we've all been there. And and that's, you know, that can easily creep and it, you get less and less effective. For managing my own personal time, I'm pretty rigorous with my my schedule. You know, we just get up every day at the same time. Mondays is all about, you know, reviewing prior week. I meet with my team individually one-on-one -on -one and with a broader group just to check in on the prior week and how that goes. And that's typically what a Monday looks like for me. And then Tuesday to Friday is kind of depends on what the week brings, right? Last week we had our leadership excellent conference and that takes that takes your whole week, but the business still keeps going while that's happening. So you come back to to a lot of work there and you gotta you gotta prioritize things, right? So yeah. I think it's about just having really good disciplined processes in terms of how you manage your time and and don't let things creep. Yeah. Yeah. What you said about meetings is is so unbelievably true. I've been in so many of those meetings that didn't have an agenda going in, didn't have a purpose, maybe didn't have the decision maker there, ran over, you needed a second meeting. Yeah. That that stuff drives me crazy. So I, yeah. I completely agree. Like and before you know it, your whole week's filled, right? With these meetings. And it's like, yeah, because you're having double or triple meetings, right? So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I was gonna say creep is the right word for it, because yeah. they, they creep across your calendar. Yeah. Yeah. It's something. Another thing we're always interested in from from our guests is what we, we like to call your your brand crush. So is there any brand out there that maybe you love the product or or alternatively, like you just think they're they're approaching the market in a really smart and innovative way that maybe you'd want to give a shout out to? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, maybe we'll take it outside of retail and just a little bit more in terms of sure. you know, what I see is someone and I, th I think so important to be disruptive in the market and innovative and, and push the boundaries of everything. And I know this is, you know, it's probably a lot of people's brand crush, but I, I'm pretty impressed with Elon Musk continues to push the boundaries on almost everything and yeah. everything he does. You know, he's certainly out there being a bit of eccentric and, you know, purchases of Twitter and all this stuff. But, you know, his electric car and, and you know, pushing the edges of all that and then getting into, you know, long haul trucking and some of the cars that he wants to do as well. I think we need people like that in the industry to continue to disrupt things. I mean, that's how we move forward. So uh, that's something that we're important about our business and how do we continue to be disruptive and grow. And, and I think his brand does that a very, I think he does a very good job pushing the edges, which is important. Completely agree. I mean, I think he's an interesting one, right? Because 
like there's the brands that he he's built like tesla and they're huge and and have yeah. their own their own momentum and following but he's also like a personal brand too right and for sure it's kind of like this you know thomas edison type yeah. of like he can he can create he can create things that are just you know that for 10 years ago people said weren't possible yeah, you think about his like, rocket you know, program and some of the stuff he wants to do with rockets. Yeah. You know, right? Like it's he's just trying to push the edge of everything, which I, you know, I, I think it's admirable at the very least. I mean, that's how you change the world. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Good one. And if you're in the and if you're in the lower mainland, which which you know you are, the amount of Teslas you see is just out of control. So like you know, versus I think like yeah, there are none previously, and now it's like every other car is a Tesla. Like it's it's completely taken over Vancouver. Yeah, I'd say lower the lower mainland Vancouver, specifically in Canada, probably has the highest concentration of Teslas. And I don't have any stats to prove it's just what I see when I go yeah. to the northern Alberta, Saskatchewan, and those markets. You just don't see the same density of Teslas, that's for sure, or that many charging stations, right? So yeah, yeah, it's it's different. I had someone ask me that once that that moved to Vancouver and they said, "Is like Toronto have this many Teslas?" To no, they've got like a lot of like expensive SUVs, but not like as many, not as many Teslas. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's an interesting space, and I think we we had a guest on Nishal, I think, who did confirm that that actually I think te- Tesla Vancouver is the most Teslas like per capita in in uh, North America, which I'd believe it. I would wild. believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. Uh, last question for you here: If you were talking to you know a younger version of yourself or someone that was finishing up school, didn't know what to do, didn't know you know, what they want to do for a career, but was sort of interested in following in your footsteps and, and working for a retailer, you know, what would your advice be for them? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, throw yourself into it and, and you know, you know, um, really push the boundaries of, you know, almost what scares you, I guess. And uh, we had a speaker, he defined it last week as the razor's edge, living on that absolute edge of your uncomfortable zone. And that's where you'll grow the most, right? You know, I certainly, you know, at, at times haven't pushed myself as far as I should have. I went back, gave myself advice. Why didn't I do that? Fear is probably the number one reason, I would say, most of the time when I think about it. But my biggest advice would be take that chance, push yourself a little bit further. And when you do that, you're going to grow the most. And uh, and yeah, I, I think I think that's the best advice. Some, take some chances. You know, for me, it was so, you know, I've never left uh, the lower mainland, moving to Vancouver Island. It ended up being one of the best decisions of my life. I learned, made some lifelong friends, met some folks, got to experience a community with another OS experience. And uh, I certainly grew there the most, right? You go through a lot of challenges. You're away from a lot of the people you know growing up. So yeah, it was good. That would be my best, my best advice. Yeah, I think I think that's fantastic advice, right? I think you probably, you regret the things you don't do versus the things that you do for the most part, right? But most people are are scared to make a big change or a big jump, like start a company or move somewhere the new or do whatever, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, it probably stops a lot of people. For sure. For sure. Like, well, yeah, I, that's, that's probably my best advice. Just continue to push. And when you feel uncomfortable the most, that's when you're, you're going to, you're going to grow the most. And it's the most rewarding after, after you take that, that leap, if you will. Awesome. Love that. Love that. It's really good. I, we, we didn't ask and we should have at the beginning. Are you going to be at CHFA at the end of this month? Will you be at CHFA West at the end of this month? Walking the show at all? CHFA, no, I'll be at the CPMA. Okay. Yeah. Different trade show. Yeah. Uh, So you'll be, you'll be back. I was going to say, maybe we'll get to meet you in person there, but Alex will be flying out to Vancouver and you'll be flying to Toronto. You guys will be switching spots. And is that next week? That's end of the month. That's 30th, right? 31st? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm on holidays that week, so yeah, too bad. Where are you going for holidays? Somewhere fun? Palm Springs, just a little, a little quick flight and a little very walk. fun. <laughs> yeah, close to California for an hour, so it should be your for LA, I should say. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Palm Springs is on our list. Actually, my I've never talked about that on our list of places to go. It looks amazing, and you know, with the weather that we have right now, I could I could go for it. That's, yeah. that's for sure. 
looking at a big pile of snow out the window in the cleared parking lot here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's cloudy. It would be nice to get some sun. That's awesome. Well, uh, appreciate it, Zach. Really appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with us and sharing some of your experience and hearing from the retailer side about some of the challenges and what's going on and, and what's what's happening. Yeah, Zach, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Super great meeting you. Yeah, Justin Hawks, thank you for having me on here. It's been a, it's been fun talking for the last thirty minutes, and uh, thanks again. Really appreciate the time today. Yeah, if you're ever out on the island, give me a, give me a shout, and I'll we'll, I'll meet you at a, a Save on Foods when we grab lunch or something. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Good. Thanks so much, Zach. Take care, guys. Here's Zach. Well, that was interesting. That was so awesome to talk to someone on the retailer side of the business and. And uh, a chain that I love. I, I remember when I first moved to Vancouver, it was like, you're not a Vancouverite unless you've gone to the local Save on Foods. A buddy of mine said that. So <laughs> I remember doing that for the first time. And um, um, yeah, great stores. Great to talk to, to somebody on that side of the space. Alex, what did you think of the interview? And, and what did you think in terms of major takeaways? I thought it was great. I thought it was a great lens into the kind of the, the retailer mindset and and how they're approaching the current situation in in kind of the market. And uh, I thought, uh, you know, Zach had a really great perspective on his business and, and his career. And I really liked, uh, you know, I don't like to go to the stuff that people say at the end, but it just stood out to me, like his piece about kind of pushing yourself to your own razor's edge and 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 not letting fear stop you from doing the things that are going to help you grow the the most. And I thought that was a super great message. And I mean, I think his career in general has been you know, a really great, well-rounded career. And I, I liked, you know, hearing how he he kind of graduated through various various areas and, and seems to have followed produce throughout, which I think is like a really interesting skill set and a challenging, a challenging category for management. So th- those are some of my observations. But yeah, super, super nice guy. Seems like a really good leader and really thoughtful, thoughtful, uh, thoughtful professional. How yeah. are you, Justin? I've got I've got two. So my my first one is when he talked about, or when you had asked the question, you know, what do you what do you want from your your vendor partners? He talks about the importance of win win relationships and partnerships. I think over the next you know two years, it's a really tough time for consumers. We're, we're seeing record high inflation. We're seeing prices go up. Um, consumers are worried about money. They're being tight with their wallets. So the the need for the vendor community and for retailers to partner on solutions that work for consumers are super important. Uh, so I, I think that it was a huge focus. And then I think the second one was, I got to start buying cucumbers at Save on Foods. Like <laughs> $1.49 for two cucumbers. I love those throwback sales. I think that's a really cool idea. Like one of my favorite things about uh, the Costco model is the surprise and delight treasure hunt that they create. It's like one of their things. And and I love the way that, that Save on Foods is doing that going forward with these $1.49 promos. And it sounds like some other stuff coming up. So um, a really cool way to to keep people engaged and visiting the stores and, and can't wait to to check those out. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. Anyhow, guys, if you're still with us, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you haven't already, please throw us a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on our various social media platforms. And without anything else to add, we look forward to having you back next time for another great conversation about the CPG industry. Thanks, everybody.